The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. All right, well, since we have to, welcome into the show. If you are listening to this at 5 o'clock in the morning, what the hell is the matter with you? (laughs) What's wrong with your brain? What are you doing? We have a few. Listening to this at 5 o'clock in the morning. Forgive me if you have to work at such an absurdly stupid hour. What are you doing at 5 a.m.? You should be asleep. What's the deal with these people get up at 5 a.m.? What's the deal? I mean, it's it's a podcast. You can get it anytime. Jeff out today. We'll talk a little bit uh, about him, make fun of him at some point. Sure we will. Throughout the show. Oh, I, many points. I would uh, uh, imagine... <laughs> I'm Brian. You already knew that. That's Jen and Russ. You already knew that. You can watch the show. You can listen to the show. The Stone on Air podcast has actually been back all year, every week. What day it comes is... It's to be determined every well, week. every time you post it, I, sh- I try to share it. I see that, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, do something quite different there than here, and I, I don't know if that'll be a little bit of an extension of what we do today we won't the playbook won't be exactly the same uh quality tire pros thank you for being on board jen you're gonna have to help me with all these as we go along i have yeah i'm a little blind here i spend a lot of time putting together uh what jeff actually does now the right show he, they, they look like they're written in chinese they are uh, they definitely are but yeah. show sheet is what i call it i type it out on a you know on, an actual computer yeah and then yeah. make yeah. a few notes to self on it and it's sure. a, it's just a guideline it's a roadmap yeah and it makes for uh it makes for a very smooth and and even flowing mine regular podcast is usually right at an hour it's kind of graduated from 30 minutes once upon a time to 45 to now an hour and uh i don't have one of those today because okay. i don't That's i don't okay i don't have none of I do. us do no, i don't i do you do? Well, yeah. It's good to see somebody's professional around here. Whatever. Uh, I don't have I don't have a printer at home. So if I don't Me get neither. if I don't get stuff done at my day job, which by the time I figured out that this was going to be a thing yesterday, I had time to do it. I just didn't I just didn't feel like it cuz oh, that's I, perfectly fine. I wanted to leave. It's fine. You're here. But we're halfway through March as uh, we'll do the we'll get to day, we'll get to uh, uh Russ for a few uh what we call quasi headlines. And uh, and we'll still get to uh, to Dave in a minute, but we're halfway through March, and it's my favorite time of the year. Really? Which is uh, so that's great. That's good. That helps. That mentally helps me a lot once the spring gets here. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I don't think it's unique to me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my favorite things of the year are starting to happen now with the basketball tournament this weekend. And it's uh, a laugh if you want. WrestleMania next month. Hell my yeah. birthday next <laughs> month. Baseball's back next month. It's just it's just a fun time. But it's also it's it's still difficult for me to look up and see it's halfway through March. It was just Christmas two seconds ago. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, it's going to be Riverbend in about a week and a half, and then really? it's going to be sister three sisters uh, bluegrass festival in about right? three weeks after that. Yeah, and then Christmas is in like a month and a half. And I'm going to try to get to Bonnaroo, and which will be three days from you now. You are. Yeah. What are we going to do when you're gone? <laughs> and. I, I say all that flippantly to say it really screws with me mentally how fast time moves. Yeah. Like it's, I, and it, it gets worse as you get older. It, I know I'm, I'm figuring that out. Yeah. yeah. And even when I was as, as young as, as you Russell, and I don't mean to make that sound like, Hey, you're the, old, you're the young idiot here. No, I got but you. It, He's not it, an idiot, that, but he is young. That, <laughs> that age group. I didn't feel that back then. 25, 26, 27, 28. Now I lived 
like I was 22 till I was 32. Most people don't do that. <laughs> so my mind didn't, you know, my it's all in your head. Yeah. The 24 hours is 24 hours. We all are on the same clock here. Right. Yeah. It's just I wake up now and it's like even even Friday gets here and I almost get angry. Now you should you get happy it's the weekend like but it was just the weekend a second ago. <laughs> yeah. It drives me crazy. And then the weekend end in so fast. It's like I'm so happy to have it but I know I'm going to blink my eyes and I'm going to be back at work on Monday and it, it's it's a weird aging mental illness. Has your body to a started degree. to break down yet? Of course. I've read yeah, this. Yeah, the whole uh, thing. I mean, it's slowly, you know, it's by I, a thousand cuts. When I turned 40, I started to feel it. Now that I'm 50, I'll be 51 in April. I Every, read this, everything uh, is falling apart. I read this thing by uh, uh, John C. Lilly, who was a LSD researcher, and he tried to talk to dolphins. And... Uh, and that's that's the least on LSD. That's the least yeah. weird thing. He did. That's the I'll, I'll least bet, weird thing he did. Well, yeah, I'll, in, I'll bet he did talk to them on LSD. Oh, he put the dolphins <laughs> on LSD as well. Um, and he's oh, the guy. Well, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Well, the military funded it. He's the guy who invented the sensory deprivation tank. If you yeah. guys are familiar with that, yeah. I've heard of it. I don't know what it does exactly. It's, it takes away your sensory. Yeah. So basically, you you go into a vat of. Uh, literally body temperature so you barely even feel it salt water and it's yeah. salt water so you, you float. float and mm-hmm. then and it's, it's dark and then it's completely enclosed so it's no dark. sound there's no sound oh they well, they did this on the big bang theory once i now i know what it, i mean yeah. that's not the reason to understand what it is but go ahead yeah yeah so uh, anyway his whole theory was that and, and it's true the perception of time is 100 percent in one's head you know time to one person is entirely different to another person so as you age you perceive time differently though time doesn't actually change yeah so the theory is that you can change your perception of time simply by changing your routine i'm glad you said that because there was there was a very simple but put in a a, a scientific way that i could understand it uh, is his name it's uh michio kaku mm-hmm. professor kaku mm-hmm. uh science fantastic i think he does yeah yeah and i caught I, I used to love it um whenever i would just find it and i caught this one segment and he talks about that very thing that bec- you think when you're a kid it takes forever to get to christmas because that's a big thing in your life right. and, it's, and it's something you've only done a few times and it's new to you and birthdays and other things and, and different you know sensations you haven't had before you so you can't perceive the time the same way because you're not you're not you don't know what it is right but when you go when your routine turns into titans games every september bonnaroo every june <laughs> wrestlemania every april christmas every december yeah and it all then it's like this is just the same old thing yeah. over and yeah. over and over again and he's like you can reverse that and then this is where it gets a little not silly but like Take take more vacations, travel the world. Oh, like, yeah, sure. All right, professor, I can't do that. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? First, you have to be a millionaire. Yeah. So first, <laughs> win the lottery, and then you can change your mental uh, make, mental makeup. But it was it was very interesting taking something that is pretty simple, but putting a scientific spin on it that made me understand. I was like, okay, well now at least I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would I would counter go on a vacation with like go on a hike or you know go to a different store. You know, little things you can do to change things up so that this day is different from that day and that's very real that's and that's something you can very much control yeah absolutely then when you get jaded in life and you get to where the only thing that's going to make me happy is monday night raw and uh and a pizza (laughs) just to get me through the night because that's different that's a break from your routine well i don't know i don't know it drives me nuts um but 
hey, what are you going to do? Live and let live, I guess. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to do in the front or want to get to uh, something from No, Russell? just thank you so much to our presenting sponsor, Quality Tires, as we mentioned before. Um, and also thank you so much to our newer sponsor, Cadis. Yeah. Cadis stands for Council of Alcohol and Drug Abuse Service and has been saving lives for the past 57 years in and around the Chattanooga area. They are a full continuum of care that offers full medical detox and inpatient residential treatment options. Their outpatient services include both traditional IOP and MAP services, as well as Oasis Halfway House and Family Way for Early Recovery Transitional Housing. Cadis uh, also offers sober living apartments in their uh, curriculum as well, and they take most insurances, including TenCare. Cool. All right, Russell Stroud, you want to get us started? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, a pretty big one out of Ray County. Five people were arrested in this really major TBI sting. Uh, they arrested five people in what they're calling a sex trafficking ring. Um, they haven't really detailed what the structure of the ring is, but some of the individuals do face more severe charges as well. One of them, the youngest, uh, was born in 1998, younger than me, uh, Eugenio Bautista. He faces two counts of trafficking for Commercial Sex Act two counts of especially aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor and several of the others uh, also face charges on uh, drug counts. Uh, one of them is from Chattanooga, uh, accused uh, one count of trafficking for commercial sex act. Uh, another one is from Udawa. The TBI says that they've done this form of sting three times in the past. This is one I think we're going to want to discuss a little bit later as well. The Hamilton County School Board uh, is talking about potentially uh, having raises to combat inflation for school employees. So it would be a $500 bonus for full-time employees and a $250 bonus for part-time employees. And school bus drivers would get $500 per, per route. They usually only have one route. Uh, so there's been some debate within the Hamilton County School Board, of course, from the you know usual suspects, Brian, about whether or not this is a wise use of money. It's, it would be about, Tim Boyd? Uh, no, this is the county school board, but yeah. <laughs> Rhonda Thurman? Yeah. Uh, so it would be $2.8 million uh, total, and they're talking about, yeah, we want to do it, but can we spend the money? Yes. And we'll talk more about that a little well, bit I later, I think. Well, I think they need to do that. I would say it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean if half of these teachers spend their own money putting, you know, supplies in the rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if how, how true, like to what extent that's true in Hamilton County, but it is definitely endemic throughout the school system. Hamilton County is pretty competitive when it comes to teacher pay but it could always be better and who's going to turn down $500 extra yeah, right. nobody and everyone deserves it Hamilton County uh, two brothers were injured after their cordless drill sparked and caused a fire inside their auto garage uh, they were working on repairing a truck and there were a few other cars inside the garage and it caught on fire when the fumes from the gas tank intermingled with the spark from the electric drill uh, two men were injured the two brothers one had his forearms singed when the far when the fire first burst uh, Dallas Bay Volunteer Fire Department on scene to handle that one and there was a bunch of cars that were damaged some really classics too: uh, 68 Chevy C10 58 Chevy Custom Deluxe 62 Volvo P8, uh, P1800 classic cars and unfortunately uh, no longer operable because they burned up and lastly this one's a little bit strange because the hospital's being really coy about the details uh, Sunday March the 13th East Tennessee Children's Hospital was the victim of a cybersecurity issue those are their words not mine 
The hospital says it's too early to tell if any personal information was compromised or what the origin of the issue was. They say that they're investigating. They say they're using cyber forensics teams and outside agencies doing everything possible to minimize any disruption. They say the response is still active and ongoing. Uh, again, it's not clear what the nature of that cybersecurity issue was, but when it comes to a hospital, it can't be any good. So let's uh, go over to Dave Hooker now with Off the Hook Sports. Well, it's time for that one sporting event that always lives up to the hype. Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports, the NCAA basketball tournament starts, well, really in full swing on Thursday, even though they'll have some of those play-in games earlier in the league. But let's focus on Thursday and Friday. I would argue, even as a football fan, the best two days in sports, from noon to midnight, Single elimination games. If you win, you move on. If you lose, we'll see you next year. And it might just be the end of your basketball career altogether. That's drama. That's what sports is all about. And just when you think the NCAA tournament can't live up to the hype, it always seems to. That's the amazing thing about the tournament. Even a by comparison, boring tournament is still one of the best sporting events of the year. There's no question about that. Just take a gander when the games tip off around noon on Thursday and Friday. It truly is an American treat. I know we all love Super Bowl Sunday. I know we all cook and do crazy things on Super Bowl Sunday. It's practically a national holiday. I know that this is a football part of the country, but when it comes to one sporting event, be it in person at the right game, or be it on television, there's nothing like the NCAA tournament. You can keep your pitchers and catchers reporting, Brentstone, but I will take basketball as my sign that spring has sprung. Now it'll just warm up a bit. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. I want to thank Dave uh, Hooker today, reporting live from uh, Professor Akachu's basement, getting ready for his <laughs> appearance on Science Fantastic. <laughs> All right, I got a few things here for the upfront wrap up, and then we'll bounce around the room and okay. um, just kind of let the, the show flow today. Yeah. Um, I did this whole show in the shower earlier. I got to remember it now. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. Uh, I talked to you, Jen, a little bit yesterday, and where I've gotten to a point, you know, I've been doing this style of of media and podcast broadcast. That I'm just I'm tired of the news. I'm t- I'm, I'm tired of it. It, it, it. it doesn't it doesn't interest me. Yeah. On on a daily basis. Sure. I, you know, I'm not going to live in you know in the dark right. and not know the basics of what's going on, but. On a daily basis, it's just it's just not that interesting to me anymore, and it, I, I think that's been eroding for quite some time now. Um, but really, when it comes to being informed, and I got this, I'm gonna go kind of a long way just to take a couple steps here. But being informed as an American is really really easy to do, mm-hmm. even if you don't subscribe to the better news outlets like a Wall Street Journal, like the Chattanooga Times Free Press, like. Um, Maybe the maybe the New York Times is your mm-hmm. rag. I, I I don't know. So you can get your information in a lot of different places. I'm jumping ahead of myself. So I, I used to use the Times Free Press as one of my main sources of information, and I I think it's a fantastic paper. I'm borderline heartbroken over the fact it's out of business. Yeah. This this isn't the, yeah. this iPad idea. F- nice try. I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it working. 
Um, it's very expensive. We'll it's a very expensive uh, subscription. Um, it's in the neighborhood. It gets up around thirty dollars a month. That's a lot of money to read something I can get anywhere else. Yeah. And because they don't, they don't offer anything you well, other than a couple perspectives from like Cook and uh, Weedmer mm-hmm. in the sports section. You know, how much more commentary do I really need in my life? <laughs> um, so it's I can't justify the cost. And but I do regularly see an article I'd really like to read. And I and this has been talked about in in television uh, subscriptions going forward down the road. Why can't I just buy that article for 50 cents? I've always you know, wondered that. Why too. can't huh. we set up some kind of just double click here? You know, the same as if you're going to just send money to any kind of uh, anywhere that accepts cash. Hey. 50 cents, yes. Are you sure? Yes. Boom. Now you can read it. Why, why would you think I'm going to sit there and read your paper every single day for, for $30 a month? Why can't, I, why can't I watch something on television for an hour? Which we're getting to a, a literal pay for play at that moment kind Pretty of much. thing in, in, in television. I wish they would do that with the, with the Times Free Press. I used to pay for the uh, Wall Street Journal. I wish they would do the same thing. They're, they're, they're much cheaper because they're a more macro, you know, they're getting they're getting pulling from all over potentially the world, but certainly the country. Mm-hmm. And I stopped justifying paying for that because I can still get this information anywhere. And I understand what fake information is and what real information is. So I can decide I can weed through that stuff mm-hmm. and I can still get what I want. A lot of people can't do that. They're just not. They, they, it's like it's not that they refuse. Maybe it is that they refuse. I, I don't understand. No, they're not savvy. They're not tech savvy. I think a lot of it is is that they read what they want to read and True. they hear what they want to hear. You that know? too. Uh, and people from every walk of life do this where they read something and they they read what they want to read because you don't want to read something that counters your worldview. Why would you? I, I Yes, absolutely. Echo chambers all over the place. But I'm, I'm, not even talk, I'm talking about news that isn't important. Oh, um, still getting it wrong. Like on my text thread uh, with my brother and a bunch of our friends, we talk sports. We talk mocks, footballs, Braves, and a guy I've known my whole life who's he's not the smartest dude we've ever met. But I also don't think he's a guy who's going to be buying, you know, putting his name in the hat for a free trip to the Bahamas tomorrow either. Like I think <laughs> he's got some sense, and he's yeah. on the online every day. And he throws a screenshot out of the Freddie Freeman for the Braves. He just it's sports news with the Braves. He just he's not going to be on the team anymore. It's a big deal, and people are upset about it. And he sends this screenshot from like at Chop on Corey uh, <laughs> Freeman signs new deal or whatever. And he and he's like, "You guys seen this?" And I was like, "Dude, <laughs> what are you doing?" And and I just I like you, you'll find out, and it ain't going to be from Chop on Corey, bro. What are you yeah. doing? Small silly example of. Yeah, you can get a, some information anywhere, but how many people are are getting duped by this still, even the silly stuff? And it wasn't like, I hope this is true. It was like, hey, check this out. I, yeah. You know, acting as if this is real. And I just, that's a, that's a point where it does not matter. There's plenty of other places where it matters a lot. Again, I'm going a long way to get this. I'm going to Russia here, so I'm not. <laughs> All right. So that recently... Less than caring about, and as I, you know, I don't, that's the wrong word. Less than focusing on the actual invasion of Ukraine and what and why and how and strategically and and uh, geographically. Less than that, I've been more interested and and I haven't really done much of a of a looking into it myself yet. But maybe I will at some point when I get bored. I want to know more about the Russian people themselves mm-hmm. and the and the country of Russia. In the grand scheme of things, my adult life. I haven't cared anything about Russia. I don't sit around and think about culturally 
you know, Russia, rural <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. So you're wanting to know about the people just as a people, as well, a well, nation? I'm, I'm, or want, are you, I'm wanting to know... How they feel about what's happening? Well, that's a whole, you can't ask what an entire country thinks about one thing, especially in an authoritative kind of, uh, of, of structure. No, but, but, you, but, but I've read that the majority of Russians don't, they're not in favor of this war. Well, see, I don't know how you can even quantify that number. That's less of my question. More of my question is, is the massive landmass that is Russia, is it, is it similar to the United States in a way that it's divided in different cultures, different regionals? Is there a mm-hmm. Western... You know, you can go to pockets of mm. America and think you're in another country. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. Do they do you go to places in Russia that where you're like, wow, this is nothing like North Moscow or is, <laughs> or is it or is it so authoritatively dictated because it's not really a di- they're not a dictatorship. Not strictly speaking. No. So there can be some freedoms in your life. Yeah. Living in Russia, you're yeah. free to to like which hockey team you want to sure, like. You can buy records and stuff. like Yeah. That. yeah. So, so when they get their propaganda news state-run news mm-hmm. do you think that there's a that they believe what they're 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 getting or do, are they like oh there's putin being putin again but <laughs> hey shh, quiet that news right over there don't want him to hear us saying that like yeah. i'm being flippant about it but i, I it, it fascinates me because there was there was a protest at the beginning there still are protests now and and if and if if you know that there's a chance you won't be uh you won't have civil liberties over your your p- potentially uh if you were taken in in uh custody why would you why would you even think about doing such a thing again i'm just trying to get in the mind of an average russian and and do they believe what they're force fed or do some do some don't same as we are over here what i mean i think it's more that yeah i think it's more some do some don't and right. culturally yeah there's a huge diaspora because remember russia uh is not even uh ethnically unified there's a bunch of different people groups uh that make up the country of russia i mean it spreads across eurasia so you've got cultural differences just from that um someone who lives in siberia is going to have a completely different lifestyle and outlook on life than someone who lives in the urban area of uh of former leningrad you know it's it's going to be a completely different experience from different people. And the people who live in Siberia uh, didn't notice when the Soviets took over and didn't notice when they left. You know, so there's totally, totally, I would say there's different perspectives on that. In terms of uh, being angry at the authoritarianism, yeah, there's a huge number of, of youths uh, who have been protesting. There was you know, close to, uh, I think they said like 100,000 people turned out in Moscow alone when the war started. Um, and they have social media networks, too, that they use to communicate. So they're not completely cut off from each other. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that Russia is, uh, in terms of culture, it's very different from us. But in terms of how people interact with each other, it's more similar to us than you would think. Do they have free um, access to the same, roughly the same internet. And I don't mean free as it doesn't cost them any dollars. Right. I mean right. freedom to have a Twitter feed going every day or is it only at, up until at noon every day? Or like, you know I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. No, up until I think uh, three weeks ago, yes. Twitter was recently banned and Instagram was recently banned uh, because those are the two big like evil Western social media networks. But there are others that they use and there's VPNs they use to get around them. It's just like China. You know, Ch- Twitter is banned in China. But you see lots of Chinese people on Twitter. Huh. So it's as easy as they can just turn it off. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they can turn it off on an ISP level. I mean, when Russia set up its internet connections, they set it up with the idea that they could do this, right? Like, Russia and China, uh, they don't have uh, choice like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, etc. It's the state-owned ISP, so they can switch it off when they want. It's a fascinating uh, part of the world that when you don't pay attention until you're 42 years old, it's hard to figure <laughs> it out real quick. I mean, the Soviet so the Soviet fell when I was 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I saw things on TV. I saw tear down this wall. I you know I was like, hey, that looks like we did something good. Okay, yeah. now on to the next dumb kid thing I'm gonna do. And then <laughs> right. you know, for the next you know t- decade, I you know I'm I'm just a teenager growing up in Kosovo and Bosnia or whatever all those things that were going on. Yeah. If I'm even getting close to the right countries during uh, Clinton's administration, I didn't yep. pay attention or know anything about any of that stuff. So it just uh, it it fascinates me now, and I don't I I I don't know what it means, what you know, what what's good and what's bad necessarily, other than most of it seems pretty bad. What about this um, RT News Network? That's, if if it could be called that, <laughs> it, uh, is that? But that that that's the main state news in Russia, right? That's or no? the yes and no. It's one of a few. There's another one uh, I can't remember the name of uh, TASS. T-A-S-S, which is something in Cyrillic I don't know. And then Sputnik is another one. And then there's uh, Pravda is still the main paper in Russia. Uh, But they're all heavily state-influenced. One, I think TASS is state-owned, and the rest are very much under the umbrella of the state, you know, like FSB agents in their ranks. So is there like a wing of the Kremlin that just says, send out the news to the stations today? Yes. Or do they they ever have... I mean, I'm sure in the history of the country they have, but is, does a reporter ever go rogue and, and start doing any real investigative yeah. Re- reporting? Yeah, they do, and they oftentimes get uh, killed. Killed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, think about how it works here. Like, we talked about the rumor mill before in, in Washington, D.C. It's the same sort of thing. You're not going to get the rogue perspective from the Pentagon, right? Because it's the Pentagon, and they're going to tow the official line. Sure. So when you ask for comment from the Kremlin, you don't even need to bother asking for comment because they'll just send their statement out. You know, uh, what's the situation with the war in Ukraine? Well, the Kremlin has sent out their their statement already to all the news stations. This is a limited military engagement to denazify and demilitarize Ukraine. That's the line. There's no questioning it because that's the line from the Kremlin. What is the latest this week that uh, as far as just the invasion is going i mean well, is it just just kind of run of the mill at this point another bomb another gunshot it's, it's getting really bad it is getting bad but it's, it's it's also sort of more of the same like you said it's more hospitals getting bombed more residential homes apartments yeah. yeah it's just it gets to the point it's it's like stalin said one death is a tragedy and a million deaths is a statistic it's getting to the point where it's becoming statistical because you're seeing the same thing every day what what's a win the the war is won by Putin. What is that? The fall of uh, Kiev or 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 the the wave white flag from Kalinsk, whatever that was name is Zelensky. I think a white flag would would actually be a loss in the sense that a white flag would mean potential for negotiation for Zelensky staying in and the Russians going out. What Ukraine wants is neither of those things. They they want. Or sorry, they they want that. That's what the Ukrainians want: is Zelensky staying, the Russians leaving, and maybe there being some capitulation, like uh, Ukraine won't join NATO or Ukraine will give over some of its mineral rights to Russia. You know, minor stuff like that. Maybe they sign over Donetsk and Luhansk and Crimea back to Russia. Whatever. Compared to you know bombing Kiev, that's pretty minor. What the Russians want, most likely, and what we theorize, is a regime change back to a puppet state, 
where Ukraine becomes a fiefdom. And remember, Putin has said several times that Ukraine is not a legitimate country. They don't even recognize Ukraine as a legitimate state because they think it's an, an artificial construct of the 21st century or the late 20th century. In some ways, you could argue that he's not wrong. Oh, he's absolutely right, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a sovereign nation. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but Ukraine can't, cannot defeat Russia. They can't. They can quagmire them. And think about how Vietnam won the Vietnam War. Yeah, nobody really won. Right. Well, the Vietnamese technically did because it's all one country. Sure. And it's all run by the communists. So Ukraine can win. Of course, no one really wins a war. But Ukraine can win by stalling the Russians enough that it becomes too expensive and too costly and the morale is too low for them to progress any further. Right now, they're doing a pretty good job of it, especially with the help of the Americans and the British and NATO sending in all those Stinger missiles because they've made the skies almost completely unflyable because there's so many man-portable air defenses now. Uh, people kept talking about, you know, close the skies, create a no-fly zone. We don't need to do that because we've given them air defenses. They have man-portable missiles that can shoot down planes. So imagine the horror of that if you're a Russian pilot where you're flying over Kiev and you know there's a thousand guys down there with missiles pointed at you. You know, that's the closing of the skies and that's what we've already done. You know, that's already mission accomplished. To put it completely simplistically, does 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 Putin want that that borderline of Ukraine just erased off of a map and that's just Russia now? That would be like the best case scenario for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ukraine's just now Russia and the cities, are, the cities are still the cities. They're just run by this, the state of, of, of Russia. Yeah, and if you want an example of that, look no further than uh, Chechnya and Dagestan. It's the exact same thing. They're a province of Russia, but they're semi-autonomous. Well, I didn't plan on going down a bunch of war uh, talk. I plan on just talking <laughs> no, about it's culturally. No, uh, it's interesting. You've got an everybody's got one. You got anything yep. else you want to do here on this one, Jen? Uh, uh, go any like direction to, you want. I want to thank uh, Tennessee American Water Company who have been providing our community clean, safe drinking water since 1887. At the end of your line, you'll find clean, safe drinking water flowing just fine. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. Everybody's got one, an opinion. We do it every day. And they all stink. Just about every damn one of them. <laughs> just about every damn one of them. It's the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. You already knew that. Hopefully you're not having to listen to this at 5 a.m. Hopefully it's 5 p.m. and you're getting ready to make dinner and having a nice evening. Mm. Okay, I have an opinion. Go ahead. Apparently, do you guys know that Dolly Parton pulled herself out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees? Yeah, I saw okay, that last she night. pulled herself out. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. And I guess I guess it was probably on the CMAs. She announced that she would like for Beyonce to do for Jolene what uh, Whitney Houston did for I Will Always Love You. Oh, okay. Well, apparently that's getting a lot of backlash. And Why? Because they're saying that white people oh. are trying to eat off Heaven's black sake. people's talent. But Beyonce would be the one making the money. 50-50. Well, yeah, I, I know maybe, song maybe But more. Dolly Parton doesn't care about money at this point. She really doesn't. Come on. I mean, I think it was an innocent comment to make, and, yes. and I think it was a great comment. There's a lot it's of a African... suggestion. There's a lot of African-American culture that does not know the song Jolene. There's a lot. And if right. Beyonce sang it, they would all know it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would imagine that was her motivation to make the song more available to more people. Well, I think she respects Beyonce. <laughs> she thinks well, Beyonce's yeah. talented. And she does say that. Yeah. 
she says that. I, I don't see. So maybe you think hip hop kids or hip hop uh, Gen Xers are 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 rocking out to Jolene, Jolene. You're crazy. <laughs> They're not. I mean, if, they, if we're lucky enough that they've even heard the song. Yeah, once. but have you heard the difference between? Dolly's version of I will love you always love you and Whitney's they're different yeah, there's not a lot different but it's different it's it's different and it appeals to yeah a much broader audience and and well it's also on a, the, the number one song it. on a soundtrack of a, of a big movie at the time too well, true. she just decided to sing a Dolly Parton song I'm not sure anybody would have cared yeah I don't I don't know can't can't know that but anyway. uh, that's just the fake wokes trying to yeah. smash just, pots and pans I, together I think it's stupid Give us attention. Yeah. Give us attention. Look over here. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> All right. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I've got one. Uh, and I'm I am upset. I'm very angry that Jeff is not here. Because, Same. <laughs> because uh, this, I, I wrote this whole long diatribe, not in anger, just as like, oh, he doesn't get it. Uh, because Jeff used the word treason, and I said, no, he's not treasonous at all. And Jeff seemed to be very convinced that Tucker Carlson was treasonous. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe he doesn't actually know what the legal definition of treason is, because I think a lot of people don't. I don't know what the legal definition is, no. Well, you're about to. Good. Get ready. I wrote this whole long thing. It's not really that long. It's a page. So treason, I say, is a word that's been thrown around quite a bit recently, mostly in reference to those who offer the unpopular and, quite frankly, incorrect view that Russia is in any way innocent in the current conflict. So before we dive in, I have to make two things clear that should be obvious already just for the sake of separation from any possible blame. Number one, I'm in no way a defender of Vladimir Putin. And number two, I believe in the Constitution and the legal definitions that they set in, in limiting government power. I think it's very important. So the legal definition of treason, according to the Constitution in Article 3, Article 3, Section 3 is treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless under the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. So the key word here is enemies. It's generally been accepted that the word enemies of the United States only applies to countries which the United States has formally declared war against, either by a congressional act or by presidential declaration. So in case you were not aware, the United States has not been in an officially declared war voted on by Congress since the year 1945, although Congress has de facto declared war many times since, a la Afghanistan. <laughs> That's funny. A la Afghanistan and a la um, <laughs> Iraq. A quick search on Wiki uh, shows that the most recent individuals to be tried for treason were spies or allies of spies operating for Germany and Japan, along with quite a few Americans who defected to the Nazi side during World War II. That was actually a really big problem back then. Under the current law, the United States has zero enemies because we are in zero open or declared wars at present time, with the exception, of course, of the war on terror. Speaking of which, it's only illegal to aid the Islamic State because it was specifically made a law by Congress several years ago. So while it is a crime to materially aid an organization which the United States has declared to be a terror organization, it still isn't treason. Tucker Carlson, We'll use him as an example because he was used recently yesterday. Yes. Could have an entire show dedicated to how we must cast away the shackles of Western Enlightenment and pledge our souls to the expansion of the Islamic Caliphate under the guidance of Sheikh Abu Muhammad al-Adnadi, swearing allegiance to the Islamic State. And it still would not be treason. It would just be unpopular. You may recall Jane Fonda, her famous venture to North Vietnam at the height of the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Highly controversial you know, hey, freedom of speech, whatever. It's still not treason. Uh, 
The Washington Post, a paper often derided actually by the far right as a liberal rag, has an excellent article called Five Myths About Treason, which lays it out very neatly. And this was written during the Trump era. Quote, this was true even during the 1950s at the height of the Cold War. When Julius and Ethel Rosenberg handed over nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union, they were tried and executed for espionage, not for treason. Indeed, Trump could give the U.S. nuclear codes to Vladimir Putin or bug the Oval Office with a direct line to the Kremlin, and it still would not be treason as a legal matter. Under current law, if I, Russell, went to Russia, renounced my citizenship, and joined the Russian army, that would not be treason because we are not at war with Russia and, in fact, never have been, with the slight exception of the Archangel expedition from 1918 to 1920. <laughs> not recently. That's when we assisted the White Army against the Bolsheviks. So I say all this to say, as reprehensible and morally wrong as I do find Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene's praise or defense of Vladimir Putin, it is not, under current legal definitions, treason. Nor, in my opinion, should it be. It's protected speech under the First Amendment. Freedom is a dangerous thing. And I said this yesterday and I got some looks for it, but freedom is a dangerous thing because it allows people to do things that we don't like or that we find morally wrong. Words, especially legal words, have meaning. And if we consider ourselves to be liberal, in the classical sense, a liberal country, we have to, from a legal standpoint, allow speech that we don't want and do condemn. That's the very basis of the First Amendment. Anything less is a very slippery slope indeed. Just ask the Russians. I was going to go uh, to a couple different things, but I'm glad you brought that up uh, when you said it yesterday because I, I, I couldn't agree more that the phrase freedom is dangerous because it is. It's very dangerous. It's extremely and dangerous. And the, the, my response to any time someone says, why are there so many murders or why are there so many incarcerations? Why are there so many drug addicts Why in America? In America, Why are there all these things that are so detrimental to society and culturally? Why is this happening in this country? It's because we allow it. Right. We allow freedom, which can be very dangerous. But it also can be done for some of the most wonderful, amazing, innovative things in the history of the world. So it's kind of one of those, it's that kind of redneck freedom isn't free well no it's not it, yeah. it, and it's not and it's and it can be dangerous doesn't have to be but it can be jen you got anything else chattanooga just... safety products best right. safety footwear and ppe in the region on highway 58 right next to the hungry house led by one of our area's top most selfless business people dax turner thank you very much what are you doing what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. What are you All doing? All right, tonight. <laughs> tonight is St. Patrick's Day. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's Thursday, that's tomorrow, right? That's yeah. yeah. Correct. Yep. That's tomorrow night. Okay. It's also my sister's well, uh, 22nd tonight, birthday. I swear um, I don't know what day it is every day of the week. <laughs> I know. It's the 16th. It's Wednesday the 16th. So tonight at the Chattery, my favorite place, for $35 between 6 and 7:30 p.m., you can learn how to make three delicious St. Patrick's Day themed cocktails at home for your party you need the two, next night you which need is St. Patrick's Day. Two ingredients green dye and beer. <laughs> All I need is uh, some Baileys and uh, a Guinness and a car bomb. And I'll I be like done. Baileys I don't drink a whole lot but Baileys on ice. Or it's, it's, not, it's not just Baileys it's Baileys and Jameson dropped yeah. into yeah. a uh, Guinness for Irish car bomb. Okay. Yeah. Highly offensive. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure some I can't believe we haven't heard that by now. How old are you? <laughs> And well, then they're, the, they're uh, hard asses. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. And then on St. Patrick's Day at the Westbound Bar, uh, they are going to be hosting a 90s tribute band, Neon Moon, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. This event is uh, 21 and over, 
and it'll be called the Neon Moon St. Patrick's Day Celebration from 8 to 11 p.m. I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but it's not just Joyce and Blue Light. That Westbound Reagan's uh, Blue Light Triangle yes. right there. I have a feeling the Choo Choo wishes they didn't allow that to happen. I, I agree with you. It gets rowdy. All demographics, all colors of skins, it gets yeah. rowdy over there. Yeah, the Chinese gangs are really a problem. I know, it's terrible. Okay, and this is getting away a little bit from uh, St. Patrick's Day, but beginning Saturday, April 2nd, uh, Signal Mountain's Mountain Arts Community Center will host a monthly art and farmer's market. The market will take place uh, on the first Saturday each month from 10 to to 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. with local vendors, live music, coffee and food trucks and even a free babysitting service Mm. for parents. I don't think I would trust a free babysitting service. Up on Signal Mountain? I might. Oh, on Signal Mountain. Yeah. I might. Probably on Signal. (laughs) And that's all I got. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Hey, it's my corner. It's Pimp Jen's corner. I forgot. I'm supposed to throw it. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. (gasps) It's my corner. It's your corner. Uh, Okay, I'm going to start with this one. There's a Russian guy who's not loving it at McDonald's, that McDonald's is closing. Oh, that big guy? Because of the war. So he chained himself to his favorite McDonald's in Moscow. I saw that. In an attempt to keep the chain from shutting down. The guy said, closing down is an act of hostility against him. Right after he (laughs) bought up the last of the remaining (laughs) Big Macs, Russian police eventually dragged him away. Hmm. Huge news in Russia. I wonder how long these uh, these companies that are going to stay out of Russia, they're going to just keep this in, up throughout the duration of it. I, I wonder that too. I, think I was wondering the if they're going to just start reopening with, without throwing out a press release. And <laughs> What do they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Russia? They call it like a bourgeois with cheese or what? I don't know. They use, do they, use France, a, do they, they use a metric system too there, I'm yeah, sure, right? Yeah. What's a Royale? I, I only know my pulp, my pulp fiction. A Royale. That's, that yeah. is a Big Mac, right? No, that's a quarter pounder. Because oh. they don't Royale is quarter pound. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just getting yeah. just Pulp Fiction is my reference. Yeah, yeah. Me I too. Don't he eat, was in Amsterdam. He wasn't in France, though. So he was in Amsterdam. Oh, that's right. That's right. So maybe it crosses the European boundaries. Maybe all of them are Royale. Which maybe, is. maybe. So Elon Musk has challenged Putin to a fight on I Twitter. <laughs> I don't think that would go very well <laughs> for him. On Twitter, Musk said if Putin loses uh, the single combat challenge, he should give up U- the Ukraine. Uh, Musk even tagged the Kremlin to make sure Russia's president saw the tweet. I hope he tagged Dana White, too. Who would you put your money on? Uh, Putin, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I hate to say it because Putin, Putin would beat the bleep out of Elon Putin, Musk. Putin was the head of the KGB. Putin was head of the KGB. <laughs> he also has a black belt in judo. In judo and taekwondo. He's probably killed people with a pencil before. They've taken that all away from him, though. I mean, they've taken well, yeah, away yeah. the the you know the well, prestige of having yeah. those but it's not titles. like the it's not like but it the doesn't matrix mean he can't <laughs> still do it right yeah, it's like the matrix where they delete his memory like i don't know kung fu anymore anyway putin uh referred to tesla ceo as a little devil in we and weakling what a silly text by musk you got you, you're a billionaire what are you doing why doesn't anybody go on vacation and anymore? what a silly text from putin too putin is the russian version of trump i didn't know that uh, i didn't know that putin uh 
was active on, on social media at all. I, I didn't know that either. Do you know anyone who isn't active on social media? Jeff. Well, I mean, on, twi- okay, on Twitter, on, on Twitter, <laughs> lots of people. Actually, I got something here in a minute that'll that addresses that. Actually, cool. Okay, uh, there's been a study that has shown that workers who put emojis in their emails are perceived to be douchebags, dumber, <laughs> yeah. and uh, have less authority. So it's true. The next time you send out your memo or write your emails. Please refrain from putting a smiley face. OMG, thanks for the thanks for the contract for voiceover work, smiley face emoji. <laughs> if you're if you're not a child, get away from the damn emojis. Truly. Seriously. Truly. I mean a little smiley face, a little thumbs up kind yeah, of you know, yeah, so those little little things that are very specific, that's fine, but a bunch of crying, laughing, hearts, hugging. Get out of here. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. It's mostly, too old for that. It's mostly older people who do that, though. I, I know. Notice. Well, it's it, millennials. Uh, ba- <laughs> habits, uh, bad habits die hard. Yeah. This happened in Hong Kong. Uh, someone got quite a scare when he was taking out his trash. They saw a dead body uh, and jumped back. Ah. Officials came out to investigate the body that was wrapped in garbage bags and then discovered it was actually a sex doll. <laughs> well, That's right. where that went. How'd it get all the way over there? Jeez. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick anecdote. There was a story. I had a sex doll once. I had a, I had a real doll one time, the silicone one. A with real D's. doll. Oh, you went, you went bougie. <laughs> All right. No, really, though. There was a uh, preschool. This has nothing to do with sex dolls. There was a preschool um, that was situated uh, in sort of a business complex district area of downtown one time. I think this was in Chicago. And they noticed, one of the teachers noticed that standing in the window of the opposite business was someone who was staring very plainly at the preschool, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit concerning. In fact, at the yard where the kids are playing. Right. And like every day they would go out to have these kids playing, this person is standing there in the window staring. So eventually they call 911. Please go out to check. It's a video store and it's a standee of Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2 holding a shotgun. Well, All right. that's not that's as a, lifelike as a real doll. That's a real story. But it is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> um, another local business that I love to support, Be Caffeinated, uh, is now opening up their fourth location. And that will be on the Chattanooga State College campus. Oh. I think that's great. Rake in the money. I'm so glad I don't drink that stuff. Well, you know, you can get tea. You can get chai. I you just mean, well, yeah, I mean, just caffeinated stuff in general but oh, really? <clears throat> yeah no i don't i don't drink caffeine at all you can, you can get non-caffeinated stuff it be caffeinated what non-caffeinated coffee you could get decaf decaf is terrible don't get decaf you could get a chai well i don't drink tea whatever there's a yeah. letterman thing when he first had his uh <laughs> triple bypasser yeah, he had to yeah, stop yeah. drinking get uh decaffeinated wa- uh decaffeinated coffee it's useless warm brown water <laughs> yeah it's true. thing he kept using uh, doing in a little bit okay uh, there's a Nashville developer uh, who's currently eyeing space at the Wayland Foundry, uh, U.S. pipe track, tracked space to create a live-work-play district. Huh? The site, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm just wondering okay. what a live-work-play district the is. The site, which is located next to the proposed new Lookout Stadium space, is being looked at for 400 to 500 homes, 20,000 square feet of commercial space, and a possible 35-acre public park. It's a new trend in uh, in downtown developments of putting lots of just living workspace 
and parks and, place and things to yeah. do where you oh, it, it kind of a little mini community that you wouldn't really have to leave if you didn't want to. I got gotcha. you. Um, I don't know. Why would you want to stay? That sounds unappealing to me. Well, I would want to visit it a lot. Atlanta's done that in Marietta. Texas has done it with their new stadium and a, a kind of a similar uh, right. build the battery in Atlanta. This is a smaller version of that. It's, it's the trend right now across the country of, 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 of development. I don't, you know, is it worth doing? I don't know. I, I was going to read about it yesterday, but the Times Free Press wouldn't let me in, and I forgot how to do my little <laughs> trick that I <laughs> that I learned the other week. I wonder if this this will be like the shopping malls of the 2022s, you know, where it's like, like fifty years from now, like what the hell did we do with this? Yeah, in fifty years, it'll be like, what were we <laughs> thinking with these live work play spaces? <laughs> that very well could be the case. And here's my last topic of the day: uh, the Rolling Stones have announced a new sixty tour. The legendary band uh, isn't done. Rocking yet? They need to. They, just, they need to stop. Probably scheduled, They need to stop. This. They've only scheduled fourteen shows this summer uh, in celebration of their sixtieth anniversary. Oh my god! The, the tickets to these things are like three and four and five hundred dollars. They are not even good seats. They're bare, they've got additional players on the on the stage that are doing a lot of the legwork. I mean, I, whatever, make your dollars if you want, but enough. I, I enough. have no desire to see them. Enough. No. Enough. I'd like to go see Aerosmith though. That could be fun, but they're also significantly well, younger. They're the American version of the Stones, really. They, they they're are. a little younger, but not yeah. much younger. Not much uh, younger at all. I got to really. see Steven Tyler. I mean, Mick Jagger. Sorry, Mick Jagger was born while World War II was still ongoing. <laughs> now you could, um, you could make an argument that two thirds of this show has been Ru- Russell's muscle flex. <laughs> sorry, but here it is. Well, no, I, I took you down the road, uh, but here it is officially on the Chattanooga Driving Show. Well, good morning, everyone. Or maybe it's evening, or maybe it's afternoon. Wherever you may be, and welcome to Coast Coast. Oh, wait, wrong show. Um, thanks to Jason Armstrong of American Exotic Guitars. Uh, he has American and Exotic Guitars using American Exotic Wood, like Acacia Koa, uh, Black Walnut, Sassafras, Orange, all sorts of cool stuff. You can track him down at AmericanExoticGuitars.com. Find him on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, true definition of a local skilled craftsman producing some of the best guitars. No, not some of. The best guitars the world has They're ever known. They're beautiful. They're really amazing. I don't know how to play a guitar, but I saw one. But if you could, if you'd I could, get one. I, I would try to get one. You'd get one. I would get one. Okay. (laughs) So I want to be brief because we have already done a lot of stuff that would be stuff that I would cover. And I just want to highlight one thing real quick. Um, Satellite imagery. A lot of people in the open source intelligence community, which is, you know, calling it a community is like, you know, is anything online really a community? Eh. But um, in the open source intelligence community, which is basically people who do what newspapers used to do (laughs) when they had correspondence on the ground, right? Is they gather information about current conflicts, geolocate photos. They do all sorts of really amazing, really interesting stuff. I would commend to you as a side note, the Bellingcat uh, podcast where they tracked down the location of the missile launcher that shot down Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 over Ukraine back in, I think, 2014 or 2015. And they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt in my mind that it was indeed a Russian missile launcher that did it because they were able to track the very same missile launcher on its transit all the way from Russia into Donetsk. And again, this is about uh, five-ish years ago. It's really an interesting podcast. But one of the tools that is used a lot of the time by these people is satellite imagery 
and satellite imagery is a lot easier to get your hands on than you might think. It's not as difficult as like you have to get an account with a government website and you have to have special credentials and whatever. No, there's actually quite a few um, companies which offer next to real-time satellite imagery for free. So one of them is sentinelhub.com. It's sentinel-hub.com. And you can go there and you can browse their latest satellite images. They're not, you know, Google Earth quality, but they're good enough. If you want to get a view of what Ukraine looks like right now, you can do that. So if you want to look at Mariupol and you want to see the, the craters and the smoke and the ash, you can do that with the satellite imagery and you can see what's really going on. And tools like these are really important to the 21st century because tools like these are what make it impossible for the Russians to spin lies. Because if they say we're not moving into Ukraine, but you have a satellite image of a convoy of their armored vehicles moving toward Ukraine, their narrative is immediately gone. Now, it works on the other side too, because you can view American positions, you can view Ukrainian positions. So everyone is out in the open when it comes to satellite imagery. And that's kind of why it's such a valuable tool, because it, it breaks down that layer of um, unaccountability, as I would put it. I think it's very important. All right, I'm going to have to juggle here a little bit. You juggle, and I'm going to tell you about the IntentionalLivingProject.com, the new uh, podcast from community leader Bruce Dodd, dedicated to slowing you down and making your intersection with this life less worrisome and hurrisome and more intentional, money, time, and thought process-wise. You can reach Bruce at People's Homework Equity at chat2tsmortgage.com or at 991-8801. So I started doing my podcast uh, standalone out of necessity um, for losing losing work about going on six years now. And it has changed many, many different ways ever since. Not like, hey, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to rearrange this or it's time to freshen up. It just changes like anything you're doing is fluid. Some weeks I want to do this, sometimes I want to do this. Often people are like, um, hey, so what's your podcast about? Uh, whatever I want it to be about. It's kind of a hard sell, really, because if you don't know who I am, like, why the hell do I care what you have to say about anything? Perfectly fair question. I, I, I don't know. And so they're like, so do you have people on? Do you talk to people? Occasionally, and I used to do that more often, and now I virtually never do it. So then the response would often would be, so what, you just talk for an hour? <laughs> Well, yes and no. Um, I've gotten where I really love just finding audio clips and just playing them and using them as thought starters. And while I'm not interviewing people, I'm having perspective from somebody else and then countering to that. You could say it's a cop out for not having to actually do a real interview. It is. Uh, but it's also much easier and it leaves me in complete control of what is not really a debate driven call and tell me what you think. Six, four, three. You know, it's that's not what it is. It's just. Here's what it is. Take it, take it or leave it. So I figured we'd do a segment on that today of just yeah. random things from tick. Yes. These days, it used to come from Facebook, less Twitter, more. Mm -hmm. Now I'm finding just basically everything on TikTok because it's just better than everything else social media wise, even though it's starting to erode in a few ways. It's but I'll, funny. TikTok's funny. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll save that conversation for another day. And All sorry, right. I have to go to a different page here. So I've got five of them here. All of them are under a minute and we can just, you know, banter in between however we feel like it. This is the cool. first one that, that that addresses what we were just talking about as far as Twitter and what we were talking about the other day. Maybe it was just yesterday about how few people are actually listening to or using Twitter and watching specific uh, news programs or networks. It's really not all that many. 
And I didn't source any of these people. I don't know who the hell they are. It doesn't matter. They're just people on TikTok. It's not anything important that you need to worry about that. And on the re- on my show, I'd give them names. Like, this is the worst idea. This is the coolest thing. That's the, f- the w- most weird thing. I didn't have time to put that together there. But here's our first one talking about that. So when you turn on the news these days, you mostly only hear extreme voices. And that may seem even worse when you start scrolling on Twitter. But hold on. There's hope. According to a new analysis by Axios, 75% of Americans never tweet. That means they never go to one of the most polarizing social media platforms to air their political grievances. This also means that everyone's Twitter timeline is only populated by the opinions of just a quarter of the country. And judging by experience, it's probably the most annoying quarter. (laughs) On top of that, only 1% of Americans actually watch primetime Fox News on a daily basis. That's only like 2.2 million people. Only 0.5% of Americans, or 1.15 million people, actually watch MSNBC nightly. That means that only a tiny fraction of Americans are constantly viewing the partisan output of those two networks. I just stumbled on that yesterday. Maybe my phone's reading my mind and showed us what we were exactly <laughs> talking about, which I don't believe that's necessarily always true. But uh, yeah, most people are not on these radical extreme pockets of of entertainment world that's what i try to convey uh sometimes to, to and i'm not calling out jeff by any means but this is what i try to convey to jeff sometimes and i, and I think maybe just because he's a technical phobe doesn't quite understand sometimes that the internet is not real life yeah <laughs> well know? as dave Chappelle says twitter ain't a real place twitter is not a real place exactly <laughs> and fox news is not a real place you know tucker carlson is barely a real person yeah. <laughs> you know i mean but like these people don't offer the perspective of the average american they offer a sellable perspective that's a product that's what they do they're offering a product and they need your eyeballs on it so being loud and brash and extreme is how they get those eyeballs the way to defeat them is to not give them the eyeballs jeff is used to still you know speaking of bad habits dying hard the dan rathers of the world the cronkites of the world the the um peter jennings of the world when when the news anchors who were delivering information slash news was a real important thing yeah Yeah. and it meant like everything the erosion of that happened long before the explosion of twitter i mean it's been we've been falling off that for a long time but i still think he's got that in his head so when he sees that to him he finds it to be a threat and i just find it to be a, a clown show uh, this is one from a uh, an account that just does basically it just throws out different podcasts that they I don't know if people submit them so it can be all kinds of different uh, uh, subject matter and all you know minute or less. This is a uh, a hard hippy dippy left lefty that says the same thing I've been saying. What's up with the the left in the back pocket of of big pharma? Hold on, sorry. Where is it? There it is. I come from the left, so my sensibility is. I am a bleeding heart lefty to my core. My factory setting default is to react to a story where I still will do it, where I'm like the left is the nice, the nice guys and the right is just like they're, they're not good people. And problem I see on the left that really does terrify me is the censorship. And that's coming from institutions that are very powerful that are all sudden like how did the left start defending big pharma i was like what i'm a hippie <laughs> I, how did how did that happen i don't understand when did the left become like bootlickers for big pharma it's so true and then there's yeah. the, the the radical fashion of this of this taken up for putin and russia from the yeah. the, the, the far the far right like what upside down world am I living in? You're supporting Russia? You're supporting Big Pharma? 
Who are you people? It, it's There's a thing called horseshoe theory, and I, I tend to poo-poo it, but I think in some cases it's true. Someone's mowing outside, by the way. In some cases it's true. <laughs> or a helicopter's buzzing. <laughs> they found me. Um, it's, it's true, though. The far left and the far right often have the same perspective on certain issues. Ask Stalin about the Jews. Now ask Hitler about the Jews. They have the same kind of idea about them, just as an example. This is the most extreme example. This is just a, a stupid little parody. It's pretty short. This is a conservative talk radio. Freedom 103.5 with your host, Don Christensen. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. The liberal media is trying to turn your children into bisexual Marxists. I'm going to now free associate with buzzwords. Communism. Venezuela. Handgun. Freeloaders. Drug addicts. Home run. Bald eagle. I'd like to now thank our sponsors for this show, Remington and Cialis. I just thought that was <laughs> perfect. Well, that <laughs> actually, Brian, Remington's bankrupt. They can't afford any sponsorships. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is good to, to what we were uh, talking about recently with books and reading and all that. I don't know who he, this is some guy talking to like a class. I don't know who he's sourcing, and I don't know if these numbers are right, but it's still worth listening to. And there he is. 33% of high school graduates never read another book for the rest of their lives. 42% of college graduates never read another book for the rest of their lives. 80% of U.S. families did not buy a book or read a book last year. 70% of U.S. adults have not been in a bookstore in the last five years. And you know what's crazy is Brian Tracy said this. He said, if you read only one book per month, that will put you in the top 1% of income earners in our society. But if you read one book per week, that will make you one of the best educated, smartest, and most capable and highest paid people in your field. Regular reading will transform your life completely. It's the very end of that that just made me want to, to, to play that more than anything because I, I don't trust data a lot of times. I don't trust polling. Mm -hmm. I don't trust a lot of these percentages. But I think the overall point is read more. You'll be better off for it. Now, if you're reading dr seuss for your entire life i don't know if that's gonna do you any good yeah i think that there is a line to be drawn where it's like oh by the way don't just read young adult fiction you know harry potter is not going to help your perspective on the yeah world. you're not gonna get i mean there's there's always an advantage to reading for your brain sure but yes it's not going to put you in a, in a different uh economic status within your yeah. industry that you that you work in uh necessarily anyway and the final one real quick my ideological hero uh bill maher this was right after the Whoopi Goldberg thing yeah. with the race yeah, yeah. and the Jews, and right. then they suspended her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I thought that was ridiculous. Well, you'll like this it then. It was ridiculous. Could a nation like America have maintained an apartheid state for the vast majority of its history and expect the views of the races to match on all matters? It's amazing they match on any. Whoopi Goldberg shouldn't have to conform to or apologize for her views on race as much as I disagree with them. And she certainly shouldn't have to sit out like a child and think about what she did. Got to get past this endless, unforgiving, zero-tolerance mindset bent on punishing and disappearing anyone caught saying the wrong thing. The right response to speech you don't like is more speech. This is a big country with lots of people who don't think like you. We all only need to agree on free speech itself. That's my religious belief. That's the timeless principle I live by. I don't like what Whoopi said about race. She didn't like what I said about COVID. So what? The real essence of karma, by the way, is non-attachment, letting shit go. It's very zen. <laughs> I, I don't often agree with Bill Maher, but I agree 100%. I, I think 
personally, the whole view thing was handled so wrongly. Well, they handle everything on that show wrong. I mean, wouldn't it have been more impactful to have her back on and have a freaking discussion about yes. the topic? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> come yes. on. Can't we be grown ups about this? That and shows, she apologized. That show's too narrow casted and, 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 and agenda driven to do something like yeah. that. It's not a thought provoking show at all. Well, I'll give you an even more extreme example that I that really drove me up a wall. The the young guy, the country music star who used the N word that one time, not like the hard R hateful, you know, uh, I, yeah, yeah, it was in like a hey, my, you yeah. know, just buddy, and you know, inappropriate on all levels, no matter. Sure. But it wasn't, yes. It's yeah, and it is inappropriate. I agree, and it's it's. I don't know if it's inexcusable, but it's it's bad. But it's not like he's a horrible racist for it. You know, that's what drove me crazy about that whole narrative. Is they're they're saying like this is rooted in hatred. I don't think it is in his part. It's rooted in ignorance. He's a dumb kid, but it's not like he's an awful like uh, uh, George uh, Lincoln Rockwell neo Nazi. You know. Yeah, so if you enjoy listening to random clips here and there and then commentary afterwards, I do it every week on the Stone On Air podcast. Uh, regional roundups or top of the pops? What are we doing? Because I got nothing for regional. Sports Barn has been voted Chattanooga's best health and fitness club for nine straight years. For 40 years, Sports Barn has been the fitness club leaders in Chattanooga. Foot. I'm sorry, I'm putting my foot in my mouth all over the place here. Footness leaders. Footness leaders. Um, our three boutique-style clubs are uniquely designed to offer circuit, cycling, yoga, swimming, weight machines, training, and more, while providing the upscale amenities a large fitness club has. With three locations, downtown, my favorite, Hickson, Brainerd, since 1973, where fitness meets you. And for the top of the show, I said um, that I'm just tired of the news and just, just it just bores me. Well, I think regional roundups and uh, shout-outs is a is a good concept for a show for any show that's like this it's partially that's some of the kind of news that i'm the most irritated with the dumb bumpkins in alabama the dumb little community in north carolina if you were four states over the mcminnville here in tennessee like are we do we really want to sit around and argue about some bumpkins who don't know how to tie their shoes hardly that's a lot of the stuff that i'm that it's important that we know about it but Ugh! Like you can't fix I, stupid, right? The old yeah. say you can't, you can't change, you can't do anything about this except I, for move away. I think that no, I agree, and I think that, and, and this is where me and and Jeff, I think, disagree philosophically, uh, or maybe just in terms of EQ, emotional, uh, qu- uh, you know, the thing is that <laughs> he gets really like upset, and I just think it's funny, and I think. I kind of rub him the wrong way sometimes because I think the McMinnville thing was really funny because it's just so dumb. It's like, what are you thinking, guys? It's so dumb. I don't think it's very consequential because the kids can just freaking go and read Mouse, which they're going to do anyway. It's a good conversation starter, but it doesn't make me angry. I just go, ha, ha, dummies. See, I'm, I'm closer to you on that. It's And it's less about it being, quote, unquote, funny. And I, don't, I know you don't mean it's like comically. It's hum- not funny. Yeah, no. But, but no, but I, I get the, what, the use of the word you're using. I, I'm yeah. just like... <laughs> what all right next yeah exactly like kind of where i'm at for me it's right but spoken from two men who don't have children from my perspective i think yes it is stupid but i'm going to be that woman or that mother sitting in the room arguing against what they're trying to do no i agree that what they're doing is wrong and if i if i was there i would be more upset about it of course i had a a child aka a dog in the race then then i would be (laughs) a little bit more upset about it but 
again, I would just buy my kid a copy of Mouse. I'd be like, these guys are dumb. Here, freaking read this. You're not going to read yeah, it in school anyway. But the fact anyway. that they're trying to 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 shelter the children is crazy. Well, see, yeah, I, I don't they're, think they're, I, they're, I, I they're don't, stopping critical race theory. That's that's the next thing that's happening. I, I'll dis I'll disagree with it because I don't have kids. I sh don't think should have a damn thing to do about it. This is a if you want to have a if I want to sit here and come up with a reason why it's a, a, a it's a problem it's a cultural societal generational issue. Yes, right. If all I want right. my kids to read a Handmaid's Tale, here he is, go read it, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it doesn't matter whether I have kids or not. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I would maybe be a little bit more uh, not so hardline assholeish about it. Maybe, you know, <laughs> right. maybe I'd have a little bit of softer heart on it. Yeah. But um, you a soft heart? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. So <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of those stories that it's just like, my God. I don't want to even think about this, let alone I know. talk and about it. For multiple days, sometimes, like, you know, I love Jeff and I think he's an awesome guy. And I, I have next to no criticisms of him. But sometimes I'm like, it, it's a generational thing. Like you say, it's a generational it thing. It is. It is. And he's he's from the talk radio world. Hear me roar. React. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. That's what he's that's what he that's where he comes from. And yeah. that's what and he did it better than anybody. Sure. Still he does. absolutely did. But that's what I think. That's. I think our podcast is good because we have his generation, my generation, your generation, and your generation. Yeah. All different, all different opinions. Yeah, unfortunately. For the most part. Uh, mine and Brian's generation tend to be the eh generation. Yeah, well, do you know what the, the well, I can't even say it, but do you, do you know what the slogan is for the Generation X? No. Well, I'm not going to say. Wait, wait, wait. Gen, Gen X, my, my generation? You're, or are you talking about Gen Y, Gen Z? No, I'm Gen X. Well, I'm Gen X too. We're we're we're, we're very. I mean, we're, Wait a minute. I'm not. Did you call me a millennial? No, you're not a millennial. Then I'm a Gen. Then I'm a Gen X. Yeah, he's a Gen Xer. I'm one or the other. You're just on opposite ends of the Gen X. Yeah. You're how old? I'm 42. It's it, the the first of all. It's not about. I've this always irritates bleep out of me. It's it's it. Oh, if you were born in 1982, you were this. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a it's a state of mind. It's a yeah. it's a it's a it lifestyle. Is a, it is. It's an ideological uh, uh, understanding of one another. It's not when day you were born. Well, I'll I'll say that it is what day you were born. The further in time you go, because. Uh, it's defined a lot of the time by your your cultural media experience. So, like um, your kids, Jen, are a totally different generation than mine, even right. though we're not that far apart in age. Sure. Like I'm 27. I was born in 1995, or I'm going to be 27. I was born in 1995. So, like my media experience, I grew up watching like cartoon, cartoon, and one Saturday morning on ABC and playing GameCube. That's completely different from your kids. No, it's not. Alex did the same thing you did. She's 22. Okay. Than most Jessica. most kids 18 19 20 21 are growing up far different than than you did <laughs> yeah but i'm saying like my online experience especially <laughs> like the pre-2007 internet like yeah I, like youtube was not a thing when i was a kid it wasn't right. until i was a YouTube teenager was 2006 i believe yeah it was it, came out. it wasn't until i, I remember because was, i was like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever yeah it wasn't until i was early teens that youtube started to become like a really big thing and like online flash games like mini clip like all this stuff it's like a totally different media experience than what unfortunately technology took about 20 30 years of course as far as the internet connectivity to build and build and build and build and then it just exploded and sprayed yeah. shotgun for uh, about 10 15 years of just bam, 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 bam. I mean, yeah, so five years is a long time. Yeah. 12 and 17 <sighs> a ages, those are two different worlds based on five years of innovations. Yeah. So that, when we talk, what generation are you? You know, sometimes, first of all, it is. I don't even know when that started. 
I don't know. It started in boomers, Generation X. Well, no, I thought it was the Boomers. No, but Boomers probably because, uh, yeah, I don't think they were calling the Greatest Generation the Greatest Generation no, until no. like 1985. Not until Tom Brokaw. Well, I guess there was Yeah, a, yeah actually, that'd be right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Was there the Lost Generation, though? That was a thing. Like, did they call them that at that time? I don't or know. Or just after? I don't know. Because there was the Lost Generation, the Beatniks, the Boomers, the Greatest Generation before all of that, and then there's Gen X, then there's Millennials, and then there's Gen Z. I think That's weird. Uh, it's turned into a way for generations to shame each other. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that might be uh, the, the basic We're uh, more reason. similar than we are different. Yeah, reasonably. Have... No, go ahead. All right, we're wrapping up here in a matter of a few minutes. Here here we go again. We're, almost, we're right at the time we want to be. Right. Hey, let's go short. <laughs> it never happens. Well, I have one more sponsor to thank. Thank you so much to Guardian Investment Advisors, Gary yeah. Thurman and his team of investment professionals can steer you in the right direction. Hopefully they're steering Jeff in the right direction. <laughs> when it comes to time to retire, you'll you'll have everything you need in place. Call it, call them at 423-710-9199 or toll-free at 888-480-PLAN or shoot them an email at info at giaplan.com. I am completely out of uh, anything left to add, so I have no tops. If you guys do, go ahead. If not, we'll start to wrap it up. Um, I got nothing. Let's wrap it up. Uh, the only thing I will say is I think I... Oh, I do. I have an um. Go ahead. Jeff is fine. This is not about Jeff. This is about Jeff's dog. Oh, yeah. He's also fine. Jeff's dog is 100% fine. So, <laughs> What a drama king, queen. Do you want to tell the story, Jen? No. I, well, I'll tell you what I got. I got uh, a He's going to tell it for an hour tomorrow. I so. got a text from <laughs> Jeff during the show that said that Ari, his female dog, um, bitch. who's been acting a little weird lately, yeah. he said, believe it or not, Ari has a thyroid problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she is, she has been acting weird and she is getting blood work and hopefully they'll figure that out. But How did it go from, I think I'm going to have to put my dog down to, to it's completely fine? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's Jeff. I don't know. But he should be back tomorrow. Jesus. Jeff is like, I have a mild pain in my toe. I may be dying. Um, so I got a thing in the mail the other day. I got for the first time ever a Nielsen's ratings thing. Really? Yes, you got I saw one. that. I've never, I've never gotten one of those before. And they wow. send you two crisp, brand new, right yes. off the printing press. And you put those right in your wallet. Dollars, uh, per perfect for a vending machine. Now buy me a Coke. Uh, <laughs> printed in 2017 for whatever that's worth. Okay. And then if I send it in, which I guess I'm going to, they'll send me five more dollars. Huh. So uh, I can't even think of I want like I want a joke put ratings in there, but I can't even the jokes on us like the jokes <laughs> on the city. Like I can't even figure out a way to make a good joke out of it. Yeah, there's really nothing good. I'll on. put my listening habits for this. So I'll show them. Like I don't even know what to do. So I <laughs> WKRP. I guess I'll put in or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I want that damn $5. Somehow two people are picking up Cincinnati and Chattanooga. <laughs> All right, that's it. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs>